Welcome to Apostle Tournament's podcast, where we delve deep into the teachings of the Word and explore the ways of the Spirit. If you are a believer hungry for more of God and seeking to grow in your faith, then you are at the right place. Apostle Tony Mensah carries a mantle for prayer, intercession and revival that set him apart as the resident minister at the Pentecost International Worship Center, Atomic. He has dedicated his life to helping people connect with God and fulfilling their purpose in life. In this podcast, Apostle Tony Mensah will teach us how to pray with power and walk in the Spirit. He will also equip us to be effective witnesses for Christ in our daily lives. So, whether you are a seasoned believer or just starting out on your spiritual journey, get ready to be challenged, inspired, and transformed by these powerful teachings. This podcast is your opportunity to discover how you too can be repositioned to make an impact for the kingdom of God. For me. You have sat for too long. I think it's good to rise now. Wait you are tired, sitting down. You are tired by sitting down. You can rise. That gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose. Calvary. Way back on Calvary. 
we sit down in heavenly places so quickly we read Ruth chapter 1 Ruth chapter 1 verse 11 to 18 Ruth chapter 1 I want to preach a little bit about Ruth as we begin the new year but Naomi said return home my daughters why would you come with me am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought that there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew, they grew up 
Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you. Because the Lord's hand has turned against me. Verse 14 says, At this they wept aloud again. Then Ophir kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung to her. Verse 15, Look, said Naomi, Your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. I want all of us to read verse 16 together. One, two. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you. Or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. And your God, my God. Let's add verse 17 if you are not tired. One, two. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord be with me. Be it ever so severely. If even death separates you and I and me. Shall we say a big amen? Amen. Then the last verse 18. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. May God bless the reading of his word. Shall we be seated in heavenly places? Thank you. God bless you. Royals, you may be seated for just a few seconds, a few minutes. Today, the first Sunday of 2024, the Lord has laid on my heart to speak on the Messianic connection. And I will try to be brief because it's a long message, but I will try and finish the introduction. So next time, if I have the opportunity, I will continue. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. You see, in the Bible, the period of the judges was an interesting period because during the days of Joshua, the nation, the whole of Israel was doing fine. When Israel was under the ministry of Joshua, the whole of Israel was doing well. But immediately after his death, the whole nation was plunged into chaos. What some people say, survive, what some people say, a state of anarchy, survival of the fittest. And you realize that there was no leader at the time for the nation Israel. Everybody did what he wanted. And so people were doing everything that they want. And so consequently, Israelite ended up in seven different apostasies, six servitudes, and ended up in civil war when you check the scriptures. And so the Bible said that in the days of the judges, God will send a judge like Othniel, a judge like Deborah, a judge like Samson, you know. So many judges came to rule in Israel. There was a national judgment in the days of the judges and God was punishing the people his own people and the nation because of their disobedience because God always will punish the disobedient when you are disobedient to God he will always punish you so even though they were the people of God but he would punish them because they had disobeyed his word now in 2024 one of the things that will keep you going is to be an obedient child of God hallelujah and, and you need to understand that but if there was a prophetic word, God has given a prophetic word 
even from the book of Genesis in the life of the nation Israel. In the days of Abraham, the, the God also gave a prophetic word in the days of the Exodus. When in Exodus chapter 22 and 23, the God also gave a, a prophecy through Balaam. And so there have been so many prophetic words that God was going to bring a Messiah. But for God to be able to do that, God will not have to move the nation of Israel from anarchy. Okay, he has to move them from anarchy to the days of Samuel and brings them to the day of Saul and to the days of David. Because it was for David that the prophetic word had gone out. That David would never cease to have a seat to sit on the throne. And so anytime God was looking for his David when he was not even born, then God has to move out of his comfort zone. And God has to push some people from where they had belonged all these years in order to go and find the grandfathers and the grandmothers of David. Hallelujah. It was for David that the prophetic word had been released. And so the Bible said that for this to happen, you see, for God to make sure that his prophetic word would be fulfilled, there has to be a strategy. You see, in this world, you cannot do without a strategy. Prayer is a strategy. Fasting is a strategy. Waiting upon the Lord is a strategy. Coming to church is a strategy. So everyone needs a strategy. Your business can only survive when you have a good strategy. And so some people pay money to go and learn what is called strategic management in order to be able to become good strategists. Hallelujah. And for God to move and make sure that the prophetic word that had been spoken in the life of Israel would be fulfilled, then God has to have a strategy. And this strategy begins by you seeing God moving some people out god had to shake up some people from the nation of israel and so god began to move some people out and he began to bring some people inside and 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 god began to move some things shake some things out of the system and push some things into the realm of his nation and anytime you see god moving in that then he move he can only move by grace and this is where grace is not fair because you see grace is not fair because if it is about if it's not about grace, then it means that I am being paid for that which I have done. But when it is about grace, then I am talking about promise and I'm talking about faith. Hallelujah. Because if I deserved it, then it means that God is paying me. But if I don't deserve it, if I did not deserve it, then it means that it is God is moving in my life just by grace. Lift your hand and say grace is not fair. Lift your hand and say grace. Grace is not fair. Hallelujah. And you can only get grace anytime you walk in the word of God. Then grace is released. Because it is upon the release, the manifestation of the word, that we can all receive grace upon grace. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Because when it is about grace, then you deal. You are dealing with the promises of God and your faith to be released. And But when you are dealing with the law, then you are dealing with work. And you are dealing with wages. But grace is not wages. But work and the law cause you to work. And then you will be paid your wages. But when you are, it's grace. You, you work for little hours and be paid millions of dollars. But when it is about the law, you have to follow the rhythms and the dictates of the law before you can meet and get your wages. And so faith now comes from the promise I have. And every time I see the promise of God, then it quickens my faith. And in order to reach the promise, so faith comes from the promise. And promise 
comes from grace. And so I cannot have I cannot have promise and I cannot have grace if I don't release my faith. Faith will always come, will emanate from the promises that you have heard God release in your life. If somebody promised you to give you money, then you have faith in that person. And so when God had promised Israel that David will have David will have a seat to sit on the throne forever. Then, and David was not had not been born then. Then God had to move all over the world and to bring David into the universe. Hallelujah! And God can only do that if He moves by grace. I pray that in this new year, may God begin to move in your life by grace. May God begin to move by grace. So in the middle of this national judgment and in the middle of this national punishment of the whole of the nation Israel, God is punishing the nation Israel for for their behavior and their disobedience. And at the same time, God was moving a family into destiny. And when God was punishing the nation Israel, the whole of Israel was suffering. There was famine in the land. Nobody could plant and and, and harvest. Nothing was working. But God, when God was punishing the nation Israel at the same time there was a particular family in Israel that has caught the attention of God and God had to move them into destiny and so even though Naomi and Elimelech were crying in the nation of Israel but God had to move them into fulfill their destiny hallelujah just because everybody is crying doesn't mean that we are all crying with the same results. That just because everybody is suffering doesn't mean that we are all suffering with the same result. The fact that every, somebody is slagging in life does not mean that we are all slagging for the same result. Because I checked the scriptures and I realized that some people are suffering because of their sins. Other people are suffering because God is lifting them up to the next level. Some people are crying in their life because of their disobedience. But others are crying because God is about to give them the Messianic connection. Some people are slagging in life because of what they are supposed to do that they didn't do. But God and others are slagging because God is about to turn their situation around. Oh yes Lord. Just because we are all slagging. Just because we are all crying. Just because we are all suffering and weeping. Does not mean that we are weeping for the same result. Some people are weeping because God is lifting them to the nest. Because when you check the scripture, the Bible said that as soon as Zion, as soon as Jerusalem travailed, she bring forth her children. And so some people are struggling. Some people are crying because God is about to lift them up. I pray that tonight no matter your cries in the past years, no matter your weeping in the past years, may God grant you the Messianic connection. May God take you to somebody who will introduce you to the nest person who will introduce you to your destiny helper. May God cause you to be lifted up. May your cry come with divine result. Lift your hand and shout, I hear you. Oh, if you are all crying, if you are all fasting, if you are all weeping, the results may be different. Hallelujah. Because when you look at Elimelech, you see, Elimelech is a beautiful name. Elimelech means God is my king. And Naomi means that Jehovah is sweetness. And so this is a couple who had known God, who believed in God, who have done everything that God wanted them to do. Uh, because the, the, the name Naomi means Jehovah is sweetness. And Elimelech means God is my king. The husband has a God as his king. And Naomi, his name means sweetness. So their home is a king living in a sweet home. But God 
had to orchestrate to lift them out of the national punishment and take them to a foreign land and so god lifted them and sent them to the moabite land and you see when we have a family here who recognizes the power of God in their lives and in the nation, but they realize that everybody living around them is living in disobedience. And you see, anytime you live in a country and the people in the country are living disobedience, when the punishment of God comes, you will be affected. But I pray that in this new year, may every punishment that will come upon our leaders, may God turn it upside down. I said, may God turn it upside down. And it is very difficult for you for, for us to understand because Naomi and Elimelech went to they went to this Moabite land and we all know the story. I want to be brief. We know the story. The Bible said the moment they got to the land, Elimelech died, and his two sons they got married, Maron and Kilon. They got married to Moabite women. One is Naomi and one is Ophir. And the Bible said that after ten years, these two young men also died without a, a seed. So God was killing the family. God was killing Elimelech. God is my king. And was killing the two sons of Elimelech. And it is very difficult for you to understand because I have love for God. I live in a house that my name means Jehovah is sweetness. I am a child of God. I am been named after his name. I have been redeemed by his precious blood. I have love for God, but my life. It's not working the way it should. I have love for God, but life doesn't seem to be working for me. I have love for God, but anytime I pray, it seems my prayer it has never been heard. I have love for God. I waited upon God, but I don't see anything. I paid my tithe. I pay every offering. I come to the Lord's Supper. I do every passing program. I am involved, but yet I don't see God manifesting himself in my life. I have love, but yet I have love for God. Hallelujah. If everybody should be suffering, it should not be those living in Bethlehem because you see, Elimelech and Naomi were living in Bethlehem and if anybody should be suffering, it should not be those living in Bethlehem because Bethlehem means the house bread of Israel and anytime anybody wanted bread in the nation of Israel you got to go through Bethlehem because Bethlehem is a place of bread that no wonder the, the, the bread of life was born in Bethlehem because anytime you are talking about the bread for the nation you got to go to Bethlehem and so Elimelech and Naomi lived in Bethlehem all their life but yet they did not see the hand of God and it was all because God was causing them to experience the Messianic connection you cannot experience the Messianic connection you cannot have a connection with the Messiah if you don't go through some things you got to go through some things in order for the Messiah to come to you because he has been through everything the Bible said that he like a man he was tempted in every way in every sin he was tempted but yet without sin as a Messiah, he went through everything, but yet without sin. I pray this morning that no matter what somebody is going through, and no matter what you have been through in the past years, as we have broke forth into the new year, may the Lord give you divine connections. Amen. Lift your hand and shout a big amen. amen. Oh, hallelujah. They have been pushed now into farming. There was farming in the land. And they were pushed into the Moabite land. And over there too, it wasn't too good. Farming again, as against losing all your husband and your children. So Naomi was left with nothing. She has lost everything. She went to the Moabite land with her hands full. But she was going to return with her hands empty. 
Hallelujah. They have been pushed into farming along with the frustrations of sojourning in a foreign country. And, and, so, and so if when you check Naomi's life and when you check the life of her family, you realize that they were caught between two things. Number one, they were caught between what I believe and what I am experiencing. What I believe is not the same as what I am experiencing. I believe in God, but I'm not experiencing the hand of God in my life. I believe in the promises of God, but I am not seeing the promises of God in my life. I pray to God and I believe in God, but yet nothing seems to be happening. I believe in God and I have done everything that I'm supposed to do as a child of God. I have walked in holiness. I have lived a pure life all these years, but no man gets closer to me. Nobody has ever proposed marriage to me. I, I was not a bad girl, but when I got married, I have been married for some years. I have never been pregnant. I believe in God, but what I am experiencing does not match my belief. Hallelujah. Oh, how can I pray to God and how can I believe in God and yet nothing seemed to be happening? How can I pray to God? How can I come to church every Thursday? How can I be in church every Wednesday? How can I come to church every Sunday? How can I come to the Lord's table? But yet nothing seemed to be happening. Now, the reason is that it is a messianic strategy. You see, the messianic strategy wanted them to move. The messianic strategy wanted Elimelech and Naomi with her children to move to the foreign land but they were too comfortable in the nation of in the nation of israel they were comfortable in the land of judah they were comfortable in bethlehem the house of bread so the messianic connection has to engineer a famine and, and punishment on the land so that they will run out and go and find the messiah hallelujah that is the messianic connection and so god had to let what was happening na- nationwide to push them outside the nation Hallelujah. And you know, anytime God gets ready to do something new in your life, anytime God gets ready to, to, to do something according to his divine will, when God was working, is working according to his divine will to fulfill a word, a prophetic word about your life. He will not allow your sentiment to drive your purpose. God will never allow what, your, what you feel, your sentiment to drive your purpose. Because he will move in purpose and challenge your faith. God will always move in his purpose, in his will, in order to take your faith to the next level. Can I guess somebody say he is challenging my faith? Come on, somebody. Lift your hand and say he is challenging me. He is challenging me. God will move in purpose and will challenge your faith. He will press you to the point and break you down. He would break you down and press you to the point until you come to the place where you have nothing done to trust him. So no matter what I am feeling, I'm going to trust him. No matter what I'm experiencing, I'm going to trust him. No matter what, when, what, when what I believe does not match what I am experiencing, I'm going to trust him because he has broken me down. He has brought me down to my knee. He has brought me to his mountain and he is feeding me with his very self. I pray that, oh yes, I don't have to understand what God is about to do in my life. I don't need to understand it before I believe God. I don't need to see it before I believe. But I will trust him when I believe it. I will trust him when I don't believe it. I shall trust God for the next level when I see it. I will trust him when I don't see it. Can I get somebody to give God some praise in the house? You are right in between. You are right between trusting God 
and crying about your situation. About crying about your situation and trusting God. He brings you to that place where it's about trust. Either you trust him or you stop trusting him and you weep about your situation. So Elimelech has to go. So Elimelech was forced to move into the Moabite country. And he goes there, I've said already, he goes there with some hope with his wife Naomi and his two sons. But they all had to die. Only left with Naomi and the two daughters-in-law. And this is synonymous with the case of Judah. You see, when you read Genesis, you realize that Judah had a son. The first son got married to Tamar and the Lord killed him. And the second one also got married to the same Tamar. And the Lord killed him also. He also died. And then Judah had a last boy. And he decided not to give his last boy to Tamar. Because he realized that Tamar was killing all his children. And so when he saw that Tamar was killing all his children, he decided not to give the young boy to Tamar. And Tamar was not happy. So Tamar had to disguise herself and go and sit by the roadside. And it's amazing how God will kill all those who are supposed to produce the seed of the Messiah. Because Judah was supposed to produce David. And, but God was killing those who were legitimately responsible for producing the Messiah. And God was killing them. And so Tama, and, and so and Judah had to go in with Tama. And he ended up producing the seed himself. And Judah didn't know that it was her, her daughter-in-law. But before he realized, the daughter-in-law had, was pregnant and she had given birth. Hallelujah. To twins. Hallelujah. Oh, talk to me. Hallelujah. That is why in this year, you don't have to tell me that God doesn't work in a mess. You see, Judah was in a mess. His family was in a mess. But God had to work in the mess. So don't tell me that God does not know how to work in a mess. Don't write yourself off. If it didn't work, things didn't work in the past year. In this 2024, it's a new. You have to get new dreams, new aspirations, new visions, new revelation. God will give you another beginning. Can I get somebody say a big amen? In my mess, God is getting ready to turn my mess into a generational blessing. Because in the mess of Judah, when Tamar came and when Tamar approached the leaders of the land, and when Judah came and Tamar said, I'm bringing some stuff here, I'm bringing some stuff and some signet. Just tell me who these two things belong to. So when Tamar brought it, they'd look at it and say, that, Judah said, oh, these are mine. Then, then Tamar said, if these are yours, then the man who this thing belong to is the one who is responsible for my, for my pregnancy. Then what Judah said was that, now I know that you, you are more righteous than I am. So God know how to deal with us in our mess. In 2024, if you allow God to break you down, if you allow God to bring you to the place he want to bring you, he will lift you to your next level. Lift your hand and shout a big amen. And so Naomi is now in a mess. Naomi is in a mess. She has lost the husband. She has lost the two children. And now her two daughters-in-law want to follow her to, her, to, Jude, to Jerusalem. But you see, as a widow, she cannot work. And the two daughters cannot also work because they were widow. In those days in Israel, if you were a woman and you become a widow, you can't work. Those who only work were the halots. They could go and work. But a widow cannot work. And yet, in spite of all this mess, the name that Naomi has been named is Jehovah is sweetness. 
the Lord is sweetness. But there is nothing sweetness about Naomi's life. She was in real mess. You see, of all, she was in a bad shape. Naomi was, so no wonder when she got to, when she got to Bethlehem, they said, is this Naomi? And she said, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, bitterness. My sweetness is no longer sweet. I am now a bitter woman. My heart is full of bitterness. My life is full of bitterness. My family is full of bitterness. You see, of all the two sexes, the woman is the most, the woman is the weaker. And of all women, old women are the most feeble of all women of all women older women are the most feeble and of all women widows are the most woeful and of widows that are poor widows that are poor their plight the plight of a widow who is older is the most pitiful and of poor widows who want children their case is the most doubtful and of widows that want after having had had children and lost them their case is the most desolate and of widows that have had children those that are strangers in a foreign land their situation is the most comfortless and all this is found in one woman called naomi and all of this situation you see in the life of Naomi. She had experienced everything that a woman and a widow and an old woman must experience. You see, theologians said that Naomi is to women what Job is to men. In other words, if you want to see the counterpart of Job in the scripture, you cannot find it anywhere but to go and look at the life of Naomi. She had experienced everything. She was most pitiful. She was the most doubtful. She was the most weaker, the most feeble. She was the most doubtful. She was, the, the, her case was the most desolate and her life was full of comfortless. But yet, her name means Jehovah is sweetness. And she did not know what was happening in her life. She had no idea that God was causing her, her steps to be ordered. The Bible said that the Lord ordered the steps of the good man. The Lord ordered the steps of the righteous. Naomi had no idea that all oh, that shall be. She lost her husband because of the Messianic connection. She lost the two children because God was causing her to identify a woman by name Ruth. I pray that in this meeting, may God bring you your roots. Oh, I, I didn't hear the young man. I said, may God bring you your roots. I said, the young men who are not married, may God bring you your roots. Shout a big amen. Come on, shout a big amen. So when she got home, they asked, is this Naomi? Then she said, no, don't call me. I want to finish my introduction. She said, no, don't call me Naomi. Because my name is Mara. I am Mara. I'm no longer Naomi. I am, you can't call me Naomi because Naomi means God is sweet. Naomi means that I pay my tithe. Naomi means I am a believer in God. Naomi means that I have sanctified myself. Naomi means that I should be a fruitful daughter of God. But I don't see none of this is happening in my life. This can be your situation in the past year, but not in 2024. Because in 2024, God is bringing you to a place called Goshen. God is relocating you. There is a divine transition. He is shifting some things in and bringing some things out. He is pulling some people out of your way and bringing someone out of your way. Lift your hand and shout, I believe it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. My life was sweet at the beginning. 
but now I have returned home empty-handed. I only came with this woman called Ruth, and I don't know what she is going to do in here. I don't have any idea. Naomi had no idea. So she said, "Don't call me Jehovah a sweetness, but call me Mara, bitterness." And I checked the scripture. And I realized that anytime people are going to the promised land, you see, the first exodus, when they were going to the promised land, they have to encounter Mara. Anybody had to encounter his or her Mara. And anytime you encounter Mara, then God is about to do something new. Oh, I said, then God is about to do something new. If you believe it, shout a big amen. Oh, hallelujah. So when God was getting ready, to give Naomi the messianic connection, God had to break her down and cause her to lose all that she had in order to connect her to roots. When God got ready to give Naomi the Messianic connection, God had to break her down until she get to the place where God wanted her. And this is where Ruth don't have to be worried because Naomi is going to find you. Hallelujah. So Ruth was in her one corner, but God was on a mission to discover her. God was on a mission to discover her. And in 2024, whoever and whatever is going to prevent you from experiencing this divine connection, God is going to break them down. I said God is going to bring them down. Because when God is on the mission, he does not matter what your husband will say. It doesn't matter what your wife will say. It doesn't matter what your children will say. But he shall give you the messianic connection. He will cause you to experience deeper communion with him. Deeper intimacy with him. If you believe it, lift your voice and shout a big amen. amen. God is getting ready this year. To connect you to somebody. Who will connect you to somebody? Who shall connect you to somebody? Who shall connect you to somebody? Lift your hand and shout this connection time. Come on, say it's connection time. I declare that may the blood bring you divine connection. May the blood connect your family. May the blood connect your marriage. May the blood connect your business. May the blood connect your wife and your husband. May the blood connect your children. Come on, shout. It's connection time. I am getting ready to be connected. Oh, I am getting ready to be connected. Because when it is time like this, then God begins to move in the heavenlies. And when God begins, he said, once upon, he said, once in a little while, I will shake the heavens and I will shake the earth. When God begins to move that way, then you know that grace is about to be released. I command that may the heavenlies begin to shake. 
and may God begin to touch somebody who is going to touch somebody who is going to touch somebody who is going to touch another person lift your hand and shout a big amen come on lift your hand and shout another big amen shall we rise to our feet I will, I will continue it's connection time because you see it is here that we begin to see the reality of all that God was doing when Naomi came back to her homeland she came empty but with God she was the fullest and she had no idea so it is here that we begin to see the reality of what God deals what God does because God had to connect Naomi a uh, root to Boaz who was 30 years older than Ruth. I'll continue. So don't tell me that my husband is too older than me. When the Mizazayani connection comes upon you, age doesn't matter. Don't tell that young man that don't, don't tell that young man who wants to marry that I am five years older than him. When the Messianic connection is released, age does not matter. Lift your hand and say, He is talking to me. And we see the realities of God, what God was doing. Because here, you see in, in, in Ruth 1 16 17 that God was blessing Naomi because of loyalty. God was blessing Ruth because of loyalty. She had the audacity to change her goals for Ruth's God, and for Naomi's God. She had the audacity to change her barrier site and relocate it to Bethlehem. She had the audacity to change everything about her and say, may God deal with me ever so severely if nothing but death separate the two of us. That is the reality. Look at your friend and say, be loyal to God. And be loyal to the church of Pentecost. Come on, tell him again, be loyal to God. Be loyal to your husband. Be loyal to your wife. Be loyal to the church of Pentecost. Be loyal to the nation Ghana. Oh, hallelujah. You see the reality of what God deals with. You see it. It's here that we see it. I see some connections about to take place. God is connecting you to your roots. God is connecting you to your boas. May God connect you to, to, to your boas. The, the young ladies, you are, you are younger, but some old men are coming your way. May God connect you now. I said that... that, that <laughs> It's all about the Messianic connection. The Messianic connection has nothing to do with ages and years. May God begin to connect you. In the workplace, receive the connection. In the marketplace, receive the connection. In the vehicles, receive the connection. May the table of the Lord speak for you. May the Lord connect you to somebody. Who will connect you to somebody? Who will connect you to somebody? 
who will connect you to somebody come on shout i believe it it's connection time my god i give you praise Somebody shout the Messianic connection. You see, whatever has been fighting against you in the previous years, God is going to connect you to a prayer warrior. And that altar is going to be destroyed. Every family altar this year it shall be destroyed. Every altar speaking against the nation Ghana. This year we shall lift our prayer. Amen. And that altar shall be destroyed. Amen. May God give you that connection. Amen. May God give you that connection. Amen. Come on, shout. It's connection time. 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 Wonderful, merciful Savior. Precious Redeemer and friend Who would have thought
it on to you the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed he took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes so then whoever eats the bread or drink the cup of the lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the lord 
everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup for those who eat and drink without descending the body of christ eat and drink judgment unto themselves that is why many among you are weak and sick and a number of you have fallen asleep but if we were more discerning with regards to ourselves we will not come under such judgment nevertheless when we are judged in the way in this way by the lord we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the rest of the world Thank you for joining us on this episode of Apostle Tony Menzies Podcast. We hope that the teachings and insights shared have been a blessing to you and have inspired you to draw closer to God as well as live out your purpose in life. Remember that the end times are upon us and it is more important now more than ever to be grounded in the word, connected to the spirit and actively engage in the work of the kingdom. As Apostle Tony Mesa has taught us, prayer is our greatest weapon and the Holy Spirit is our guide. We encourage you to take these teachings to heart and apply them in your daily life, seeking God's wisdom and direction in all that you do. If you have any questions or prayer requests, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Thank you once again for listening to Apostle Transmensus Podcast. We look forward to sharing more powerful teachings with you in the future. Subscribe so you don't miss out on future messages. May God bless you and keep you and may His Spirit continue to lead you into all truths. Hallelujah. Amen and Amen.